Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy. With MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired. Fearless. Unstoppable. It's amazing, I'm the reason Everybody fired up this evening I'm exhausted, barely breathing Holding on to what I believe And no matter what, you'll never take that from me My rain is as far as your eyes can see It's amazing, so amazing, so amazing
refuse to see the beauty. Broadcasting live from sunny Southern California on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is Escape the Simulation, a show where we explore different realities to be able to see that there's so much more to this world. So get ready to go on a thought-provoking journey as we get ready to escape the simulation. My name's Jess Rogi. I want to welcome you guys all to the show tonight. Today is May 11th, 2022. So tonight, let me take this down here. I'll open up my camera. You guys know I don't like to do the open on camera, so I'll open up the camera here in a little bit. So tonight we're going to be talking about UFOs, disclosure, and if we have some time, if we have some time, we're going to get a little bit into consciousness as well. Um, in just a few moments, I'm going to bring, be bringing my guest, Brett Luter, on. We're going to have a great conversation tonight. But first, but first, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a huge shout out to the official sponsor of the show. You can check out my hat there in the picture if you guys are watching on YouTube. My official sponsor of the show is Aliens Built Earth. Aliens Built Earth was built with the notion and belief that aliens built Earth. And we're all from different parts of this planet, so we're all aliens from different continents, meshed together by time, travel, space, and circumstances. So check out aliensbuildearth.com. There you'll find awesome hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and socks. You can also find Aliens Built Earth on Instagram at Aliens Built Earth. And you guys want to catch, I think next week we're going to be doing the first giveaway with them. So remember to tune in next Wednesday. I also want to remind everybody to head over to escapethesimulation.info. There you can listen live and listen to the archives as well as sign up for the newsletter. So we do still need your support, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the show is still running on fumes, so if you do want to donate and help support the show, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Rogie Report, R-O-G-G-E Report. You can also follow me on social media, Escape the Simulation Radio. And I want to give a shout out to all the patrons of the show. Thank you to David, Serge, Anthony, Thomas, Lacey, Barb, Clown Baby, Russ, and patrons that wish to not be named. I want to. So we got a couple of announcements here before we get into into it. Next week we got Preston Dennett joining us. He's going to be talking about his latest book, and I have two appearances coming up on five eighteen. I'm going to be on the Beyond the Tinfoil Hat with Ryan Stacy, and then. On uh, 5.22, I'm going to be on the Eagle's Nest with Drew Banky. So mark that in your calendars. You got, mark that in your calendars and you guys can watch and support me. So also, let's see what else we got. We got a couple more things here. So I'm looking for someone who enjoys organization, scheduling, and helping with administrative tasks. So if I can take some of the work off my plate, then I can produce more shows. So if you want to volunteer and help me, you can send an email to escape the simulation radio at gmail.com. And also I am looking to grow the Rogie Report news team. I'm looking for a male voice to help do some news. So if you're interested in doing that, you can also send me an email at escape the simulation radio.com. So hopefully next week we are going to be back to our two show a week schedule. 
I know I've been a little bit of behind, but last month we had some life happen, so things had to be pushed back. So let me let me open this camera for you. Hi guys, let me open this up real quick. We're gonna bring our guest on for tonight. Tonight our guest is Brett Luter, and I'm gonna bring him on and let him tell you a little bit about himself. Hello, Brett. Uh-oh. Hello, Jesse. Can you see me? I can see you, but it's frozen. Oh, Lord. I, <sighs> I just sat down in time thinking that uh, maybe someone else was using the bandwidth out here. Mm. But I have a feeling that that's what it is. It's just a country internet. Yeah, and it's like... And it's... it went from five... Yeah, it went from five bars to four bars, and that's when it seemed to freeze up. Oh, no. So I just tried to move closer to the closer to the wi-fi and it doesn't seem to be happening so when i rebooted it it was working fine so um yeah what, what should i do i don't know i mean you can turn off the camera and try turning it back on i'm glad we can hear you but we can't see you let's see let's see if we could do that oh my. okay there's no i know should i, it should does I leave the studio really great. quick yeah you can leave and come back in Okay, I'll leave and come right back. Okay, thank you. Sorry for the hassle. No worries, no worries. Technical difficulties always happen. Uh, Brett is out in the country. He barely arrived right before the show, so we got him connected, and he's having a problem getting connected right now. So hopefully we can get him back on real quick here so he's going to reboot. But he is in a beautiful place out in the forest. So I guess while we're waiting for Brett to come back on, I want to thank everybody for joining us. I'm going to give a shout out to everyone in the chat. Let's see who's here tonight. I know we got Tommy G and Miss Ginger watching tonight. We got my flock. We got Sylvian, my friend Sylvian joining us all the way from France. Who else? We got? Oh, alien girl, alien girl, Amy, Nancy Lake, uh, we got Warp and Glurp. Thank guy, Thank you guys for joining. And I do want to give a shout out to everyone over in the Discord chat. We have the Fringe FM Discord chat. We also have Azuki Love in the chat tonight. We also have the YouTube chat and the Escape the Simulation chat. Wow. So there's so much going on in the news right now. I don't know if I really want to get into anything before we get Brett back on, but I might open up a couple of news stories. Let's see what's going on in the news. I always like to go on Twitter, right? And, um, to see what's the haps you know do the hashtag see what's trending what are you supposed to be scared of today apparently not baked alaska's trending oh man here we go here so oh no Uh oh maybe we got a message here from brett let's see we do have a text message he says his apologies i know you'll be back brett i know i know you know I feel like if it's not my technical difficulty, right, if it's I can't play the music or it's not or I don't have the um, mute button off every time after commercial, I constantly do that. So it's constantly something, always something. You know, I was like, what what can we talk about? I didn't have anything planned to kind of like stretch time while uh, while Brett was out there. You know what? I am going to check over in the. Uh, Spreaker chat, too. Maybe we got Ken over there. Man, guys, I have no idea. I've been put on the spot. I don't have anything, like, prepared to talk about, so I might pull out something real quick here. So what about that uh, UAP um, 
UAP hearing going on next week. What do you guys think about that? Do you think it'll be something? Do you think it'll be a big old nothing? Do you think it's a distraction? These are all things I think about. So the other day, right? Actually, yeah, like the other day, it was yesterday. Yesterday we were, you know, that article came out in the New York Times talking about the uh, uh, hearings next week for UAPs. And um, so I said, well, because I'm a history person, I'm always like, well, what was going on last time? Yeah, nothing burger. Azuki says nothing burger. If I knew how to put in one of those um, surveys into a chat room, I would. And I'm going to give a shout out to Ken because he is in the Spreaker chat. Welcome, Ken. So let me pull this up because I pulled some notes together. I was like, you know, what was going on back in 19, in the 19, late 1960s, 70s, the last time we had a hearing on, on UFOs uh, back when they did Blue Book, right? I have notes here somewhere. Do, 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 do. Okay. So do you guys see any parallels here? I'm going to take my camera off. You guys don't need to see me while I do this. So are there any parallels between this point in time in 2022 and also back in like the late 60s, early 70s? So according to history.com, right? Women and minorities and LGBTQ community were all fighting for equality. Same now. There were protests going on against the war in Vietnam. War and protest now for various reasons. Let's see what Tommy G says. He says, yeah, back when President Ford was in Congress, and he had a comment on that. I'm going to have to open up the article so I can read it real quick and see because he does have, he does mention it. They do have a quote from Ford in the article. Where is that link? Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to do this. Ha-ha. Okay, so we were talking about uh, the 1970s and the parallels to today. And um, I don't know if you guys on the uh, YouTube caught any of that, but I'm sure everybody on the Fringe FM did. But what I was saying is there's a lot of parallels in the time of the late se- or early 70s and now. Um, you know, people fighting for equality, war and protest. And um, that was kind of the time of... Um, <laughs> of the Nixon, you know, President Nixon, when people first really lost their faith or started to, I mean, I don't know, but maybe they really lost their faith. And um, we got Brett back. Yay, you're moving. All right, I'll turn my camera back. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam. Crispy nugs. Crispy nugs. Strawberry lemonade. Dave's. Dave's. Nugs. Nugs. Sam. Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only. Single item at regular price. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. On. <laughs> 
I'm actually moving. I was practicing my mannequin. That's my side work that I do. But uh, a little bit I, of that's mannequin not the time work? for this. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm <laughs> glad we could get you back. I had to. Like, Thank you. Thank you for your like, patience. Yeah, no problem. I was just saying, you know, we oh, no matter what, always a technical difficulty. That's live. Right? That's the way it is. Yeah. yeah. So apologize for that, everyone. Oh, there we go. Froze again. Oh, no. Well. Oh, I don't know what that is. So I, what do you want to do? I'm more than happy to keep going. Yeah, we could just um, keep going. And then um, okay. we have a break in about 15 minutes. Then we can try another restart okay. if you want and see if you can get a better signal. Okay. If you want to, right. I don't know if you want to turn it off. So, or you just, I mean, it's not a bad picture. You're not making a face okay. or anything. So it's good. Right. You didn't catch me like picking my nose or something. That's good. No, which would be hilarious. Oh, and I would good, leave right? it on there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you rascal. Okay. So Brett, I know who you are. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and your background? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a journalist, author, public speaker. I wrote the book uh, Song in Your Heart, The Story of the Search for the Lost Note, published that in 2008, and it's book one in a three-part series called The Esoteric Guide to the Reggae Vibe series, and it's basically, it's a trilogy about the role of the roots reggae rastas, like Bob Marley, for example, in terms of a global struggle for the control of human consciousness, and so I began to, to explore reggae music. I always loved reggae music and music of all kinds. But when I got into the history of Bob Marley, it seemed like uh, it was like a, a portal to all kinds kinds of other uh, uh, intrigue, uh, ancient history, um, and uh, oh, this stupid computer. So I keep it keeps going to four bars, and I'm losing the video. Oh, so I don't know what's what's we're, we've got a break here coming up, but okay. I don't know if, if maybe it's minutes. possible to be inside or something or what. I don't know. Yeah. See what you can come up with. Yeah, this is the, uh, the closest to the router right here. Okay. So, so anyway, so, uh, you know, Bob Marley, the CIA was involved with Bob Marley. It, he, they're implicated in his death. Uh, the CIA was involved in the political struggle in Jamaica between the PNP and uh, uh, Siega and then Manly. And I forget what the, the Manly's other party was, but those two competing factions uh, is like was like a microcosm to the bigger world. And so they couldn't allow... Uh, Bob Marley to succeed and unite the people because that's not how the elites, you know, can maintain power. So that's book one. It's called Song in Your Heart, Story of the Search for the Lost Note. I'm in the middle of writing book two, which is Tales of a Heavy Heart, UFOs, Magic, and Impending Doom. Uh, and there'll be much more intrigue in that revolving around the Roots Reggae Rasta guys. And it looks like we have five bars right now. Thank you very much, Rick. We'll see if the if the camera comes back here. Wait till wait till it penetrates in somehow. Let's but um, so then that was 2008. Hopefully the next book will be out by two by the end of this year. Uh, then I wrote in 2012 I wrote a UFO hunter's guide for Wiser Books in San Francisco, and they're the company that has all the Aleister Crowley books and a lot of the occult uh, Golden Dawn and OTO uh, books. And um, yeah, that, I just I did that in mind with uh, with really myself in mind because I was kind of a beginner. And um, I wanted to, uh, you know, if you go to a lot of these conferences, Jesse, you see that it's a lot of the same faces. It is. And, <laughs> yeah. And my, my intention was to to broad try to bring in other people, because if we're just preaching to the choir all the time, that's nice. And maybe some some of us could make a living. 
doing that, selling books and, and uh, getting paid to lecture. But really the bigger issue is that humanity is in a, I, I believe, a spiritual crisis and UFOs take center stage uh, in that crisis. And so the answers revolving around UFOs, in my opinion, become paramount to the to the resolution of the situation on Earth today. So those are my first two books. Um, I used to co-host on The Matrix of Perception with Monique Lassan on Revolution Radio a few years ago. And then uh, literally she handed me that show in 2018 and then the campfire hit in Northern California it destroyed the town of Paradise. Mm-hmm. I remember. And, um, yeah, it was. It was. I didn't actually live in Paradise, but I live in Chico, which was about thirty minutes down the hill from Paradise. But all the refugees seemed to wind up in Chico. So when my lease came up on January first, two thousand nineteen, I couldn't find a place. And even if I could, it was like three to four times the price. They just it just skyrocketed. So so for the last like four years, I've been bouncing around trying to get my you know what together again and um that seems to be happening now although we're having more camera difficulties so, so <laughs> i'm not quite out of the woods yet but uh i am writing a book now back to writing i got a uh a article coming out in phenomena magazine part one is at the end of this month for the may edition part two will be in june and it's called plan demonic Ooh. and it's about how this church in yuba city has uh they treat COVID as a demon and they rebuke it using the 12 tools that they use in their occult spiritual warfare. And they, they try to teach that to the people twice a year in, in the Isaiah 61 conference. And, uh, you know, with that as the thread through both parts, I, uncover, I uncovered old documents that were literally the elites have been telling us since the 70s at least uh, that they are that they were planning to uh, use vaccines to uh, for population control to not only not only kill people to make it uh, less of a herd for them to control, but also to um, to inject certain things that would change our DNA and make us more malleable and controllable. So that's coming out at the end of this month, uh, May edition of Phenomena Magazine. And then my current book I'm writing is called Agents of Ascension. And it's about how, and I think we're going to get into this big time today. It's about how the inner earth people, and some occupants of UFOs, I should say some inner earth people, because there's good and bad in the inner earth. There's good and bad with the UFOs, just like there is on earth as above, so below. But the good inner earth people are perpetrating a formal public relations campaign upon surface societies in order to gently nudge us towards ascension. So um, that's the current book I'm writing. Um, you know, and at any point, if I'm talking too much, just go ahead and cut in. No, no, go ahead. I'm interested in this nudge to ascension. Okay. All right. So, so, um, you know, I used to write for UFO magazine and, um, right towards the end of their, uh, business operations, I think they shut down in 2009 or 10, you know, cause everything's a lot of stuff is going online now. Um, but they, there was an ad that they had consistently in their magazine, uh, for a book that was written by Diane Robbins. She's known as the ambassador to Telos which is this city that is allegedly beneath Mount Shasta. And um, on the, in the cover of the book and in the ad was a, a picture of the earth in space with a, like a quarter section cut out of it with light shining out of it. And it just caught my attention and I kept seeing it. And finally I asked my editor, Nancy Burns, what is up with this book? 
And she's like, oh, my God, that's Diane Robbins. She's like one of our best advertisers, and we've been wanting somebody to go up there to get the story. So me being in Chico, California, for those listeners that, that, doesn't know where that don't know where that is, I'm about two hours north of Sacramento in the California Central Valley, which is about two hours, two and a half hours from Mount Shasta. So I said, okay, I'm your guy. So I went up there, talked to Diane Robbins, did a series of interviews, wrote a huge article for UFO magazine, and then they tanked. So it would, it would be another couple years, three or four years, and I got it finally published in the March 2013 edition of Phenomena magazine, and that started my tenure at Phenomena magazine. And so the title of the article is, I'm a PR agent for the inner earth people, exclamation point, because I realized that the information within the hollow earth stories and legends from throughout time, and many cultures have these kind of stories, Shambhala or Agartha would be probably the two main ones. If you study the Nazis, Hyperborea or Thule come into play. Um, the Mayans talk about Tula and their underworld. I mean, so you can get this stuff all over the Tibetans, the Chinese, a lot of the Asian cultures have this. Uh, the East Indians as well, the Hopis, for example. So you get these traditions all over. But what I began to see, because I was trained in public relations uh, at Chico State University, was that the information was repeating itself over and over and over again for thousands of years. So in the article that I wrote for Phenomena Magazine, I think I got six or seven categories. Like there's constant talk of immortality or beings that live so long that from our perspective, they would appear to be immortal. There's constant uh, talk of high technology, including crystal technology and also UFOs, among other things. There was, there was talk of giants and how the beings, many of the beings there are 12 to 15 feet tall. I mean, if you get into some of the literature, they can be like 60 feet tall. It just depends on, on uh, what tradition you're studying. Um, I know Timothy Green Beckley did a lot of great work in different books. Tim Swartz, uh, that whole uh, uh, Timothy Green Beckley had a publishing company. I'm losing uh, what the title of that right now. I forget what that is. But uh, Smoky God was a big one for me. Um, the Kingdom of Agartha was a big book for me. Um, Andrew Thomas, uh, a guy we'll be talking about here in a little bit. He wrote a book called Shambhala Oasis of Light where he had uh, interviews with Tibetan monks that told him about the tradition of Shambhala in Tibet. And so long story short, I began to see this pattern and, and I realized that, you know, from my public relations training, that when you repeat information over and over, that can be uh, one of two things. It's either an advertising campaign, like we see on TV where commercials are repeated uh, ad nauseum, And it somehow still works, even though I'm sure people like you and me and your listeners will get tired of the commercials and turn them off or at least turn the sound down. Um, Or it's a public relations campaign where where the controlled uh, disbursement of information over time conditions uh, the the target public or the receivers of the information uh, along certain desired uh, trajectories. So uh, in, in that article, I reported, like I say, it was six or seven categories and uh, made nine revelations about what this means for humanity. And so the book that I'm writing now, Agents of Ascension, is now uh, using that article as a template. 
and I've got, uh, I believe it's 16 categories now that are repeated over and over and over uh, in over thousands of years. Wow. And um, I do I do a chart, a custom chart, where I, I take a, a several of the books and stories uh, from many different cultures and then compare them in a, just a graph chart uh, next to all the different categories and almost every story has all of them. And then a few of them are just missing like one or two. And so that's pretty compelling evidence that, uh, that there is the repetition of information. What I did uh, as far back as 2013 after I published the article was um, I had this, you know, boner revelation that I should have thought of earlier that why don't I put the structure of a public relations campaign up on one side of the page it comes in three phases. There's the adaptation phase where you study your target public so that you can learn about them and understand them in, a, in the effort to be able to communicate with them more effectively. In other words, in other words, you want to communicate to them in a style that's, that they're going to understand and receive. Uh, the second phase is called the strategy phase where you actually devise, based on the research, you devise the method that you think is going to be most effective to get through to that target audience. And then the third phase is just evaluation. How did that, how did your target public perform? Do you need to modify your strategy at all? Did you, did you still need to do research? So those three phases, that's a, that's the common structure of a public relations campaign. So I threw up the history of the inner earth next to it and it matched up beautifully. I took that one step further and took the history of UFOs and it matched up perfectly. And so to give you an example, um, in the adaptive phase, adaptation phase, excuse me, there's five categories. One of them is, is studying the history of your target public. So I started to think, well, if UFOs have been here for thousands of years, or if the inner earth has been there for tens of thousands of years, maybe through multiple civilizations on earth, going back to Atlantis or Lemuria or other civilizations like Oceana or Pan. Um, there's a, there's several other uh, ancient civilizations from from uh, non-mainstream history or mythology, as we call it today. Uh, then wouldn't they know us better than we know ourselves? So that was like my first indication. Is like, wow, that matches up perfectly. They've been studying us longer than our own civilization has actually been. In, in existence. So, you know, if you study your Graham Hancock uh, and others, our civilization may be. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items like <gasps> Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that chicken, Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals, too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
started forming maybe as as early as 13,000 years ago, if not before. Graham Hackax re- revised his work a little bit and pushed it back. Um, but before that, you know, these guys are in full civilized bloom on the inner earth or ET cultures have been in blossom for thousands, tens of thousands, some say millions of years, depending on which contact you talk to and which species that supposedly contacts them. Um, you know, so if you talk to somebody like Alex Collier, uh, his uh, contacts are from the Andromeda, uh, system and they've been in flourishing for millions of years. They're so far advanced, uh, uh, from us that we may not even recognize them if they were around. So in other words, yes, they, they have studied us. If we were their target public, if they were trying to communicate to us through a public relations campaign, then yes, they've done the research. They know who they're talking to. So that's, that's one example. So, um, if you, if you, did you have a question? Okay. Cause I keep I rambling. Say, so yeah, no, I was going to say we're about on the break. If you want to try to restart and we can come back and we can continue talking okay. because I'm like, okay. what have we been overlooking? Have I been overlooking inner earth too much in this? And I'm like, huh, now I want to know more. So when we come okay. back more with Brett Luter, I'm Jess Rogie, and you're listening to escape the simulation live on KTLK digital broadcasting. The Fringe FM. from Shift Happens, and you're listening to the one and only Fringe FM. Well, at least I'd imagine so. I'm not sure how else, uh, you know. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard, and they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends (laughs) to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Uh, Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Are you avoiding the media? I don't blame you. Hi, I'm Jess Rogie, and it's my job to sift through the BS to find you the best in Fringe news. Listen to the Rogie Report news here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The truth is out there, and so are we. Intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play 
and the iOS app store. If you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe, maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. Thousands of people are having paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told, and they are being told. Dark Waters, the renowned storyteller, invites you to join at imdarkwaters.com. For just a few dollars a month, you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at imdarkwaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dog Man Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man with No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dog Man Murder in Hurricane Ida, even a story of someone trying to kill a dog man. Louisiana Water Demon Stories. Sign up today and become a member at imdarkwaters.com. That's imdarkwaters.com. And I believe, I believe we've got Brett live on video here. You're listening to Escape the Simulation live here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. So we did, well, I'm so happy that your video is working. Welcome back, Brett. Oh, no, Just a little you... voguing before we start the show? Yeah. I'm so glad it's it's working now. Let's not curse. It's going to work. It's going to continue to work. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I did was, you know, where I'm out in the country right now in Butte Valley, which is just south of Chico and in between Chico and Orville. And, you know, these are country folk, right? And so yeah. the Wi-Fi is on the inside of this wall. I'm only about 10 feet from it. But there was a giant iron triangle on the side of the wall. That was, was it, oh, it was killing the um, signal. It was just hung up there for art, like, right? And a little horseshoe with it, too. And I'm like, I wonder if that's blocking the signal. So I took it off, and here we are. It was that darn thing the whole time. It looks like it, yeah. yeah Cross our like fingers. You had some sort of little Faraday situation going on with that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got a psychic message from Schrodinger's cat. Let's move the... So that, that's evidence that it actually exists. <laughs> physics joke. There. Okay. So we have a couple questions in the chat from Mizuki Love. She wanted to know, are the inner earth beings were there before before us? She said, did I understand that right? 
It sure would appear that way. I mean, um, uh, when you get into studies of Lemuria or uh, the, the, the civilization that supposedly came after that, some say they lived at simultaneously Atlantis. Uh, you know, these beings didn't all just die when their civilizations got wiped out for whatever reason. There's many different theories, uh, earth changes, earthquakes, tidal waves, or, or some say they misuse their technology and that uh, our civilization is actually following in those footsteps because we just don't seem to learn our lessons. But yeah, those, those beings didn't all die out. And so um, Mount Shasta is a really good example of that because supposedly the city of Telos, which is supposedly beneath Mount Shasta, about a mile and a half down, um, they're, they're a town, a city, a dwelling of ascended masters. And so, um, you know, the ascended master philosophy, I think, was taught in Tibet or China or, or East India for thousands and thousands of years. So I don't think those traditions have ever been broken. But in America, those teachings were reintroduced with St. Germain, who happened to come forward. I think it was 1925, right on the slopes of Mount Shasta. He met a guy named uh, Guy Ray Ballard a.k.a. Godfrey King is his ascended master name. And supposedly St. Germain gave Godfrey Ray King the ascended master dispensation, the St. Germain dispensation. And so that spawned a number of, like with any religion, that spawned a number of offshoots. Mount Shasta, you have a couple of them. There's the Rose Academy. There's the Heart Center. Um, you've got Mark and Elizabeth Claire Prophet in Montana. And, of course, all those dovetail with the Tibetan traditions or, or the East Indian traditions. And there's a whole pantheon of ascended masters. Well, some of those ascended masters apparently live in a city beneath Mount Shasta. And they're, according to the work of Diane Robbins, uh, who wrote the book Messages from the Hollow Earth and Telos, the city beneath Mount Shasta, among others. Um, she says that those beings are twenty to 30,000 years old. And they're just like us. They're our relatives, but they live one or two channels over from us. And so they're not in quite as dense of a reality as us. So apparently that's what it means to uh, raise your vibration is you lose density. And so this opens up a whole uh, big can of worms in the new age uh, with a lot of the, con that's where a lot of the concepts of the new age come from is from these ascended master teachings. So to answer, was it Azuki? Did I say her name right? Yeah, Azuki. To, to answer her question, yes, these, these, these civilizations have been here far longer than our modern civilization. And it would appear to me, at least, that our modern civilization is the most recent in a long chain of civilizations that have risen and fallen over millions of years. So, No, because I think, right, we have had different civilizations rise and fall and like where we say what happened to the Atlanteans, what happened to the Lumerians. And I guess I never thought of it as they could have just shifted and they're still here, but we don't see them the same way. Do you think some of the UFO sightings are from these other civilizations that are slightly on different uh, frequencies? Or I absolutely do. Um, that was a huge revelation for me. You know, you were just talking about a few minutes ago about the importance of the inner earth and that maybe you needed to go back and look at that. 
I, so you're not alone. I overlooked that as well too. I was just studying UFOs and I was looking outside mm-hmm. different planets, different dimensions, different solar systems, and then coming here. But more or lesser known, I would say is, is the idea that UFOs are actually from earth. And so there's several uh, researchers that talked about this. One of them, Albert K. Bender and Albert K. Bender ran the international flying saucer society. I think it was called, I might've got that a little bit wrong, but that was a a UFO research group from the fifties. And when he got together with an international coalition of, of guys from Australia, New Zealand, and I think Britain, maybe France and the United States, and they started to compare notes. They realized, again, looking for patterns, they saw that many UFOs were coming to or from the South Polar region. And so as they began to flush that out and become more sure that that was true, that's when the legendary Men in Black appeared. That's the first case of them appearing is with Albert Bender. Now, maybe they've appeared before, but but uh, because these beings obviously were around long before our civilization, it would appear. So, uh, but it was with Albert Bender that they gained their notorious reputation for being uh, not just mysterious, but threatening. Mm. And uh, Albert, Albert K. Bender's book, uh, UFOs and the Three Men, I think it's called, uh, chronicled his tale of of that whole story and how they told him that he had to shut down. Uh Oh, we lost himself. Oh, okay. No. We'll see if it comes back. It might come back. It, it might come back. It chronicled his tale of how his research organization had to shut down, how uh, these beings would keep appearing to him. They were monitoring him closely. And every time he'd go to tell one of his friends, they'd appear and tell him you can't do that. And so it's like a, it's like a model for what the CIA or the NSA or whatever dark black government ops are at work uh, trying to keep modern UFO UFO researchers silent. Um, But that all started with uncovering the idea that UFOs are actually from Earth. So um, to add to that, there is the idea of a Merkaba or Merkaba, Merkaba. which is supposedly – I'm not – I never – could find anyone to tell me exactly how you say that. So I, I, uh, I yeah, right. Is it Merkaba, Merkaba? I have no idea either. <laughs> I don't. So as long as you know what I'm talking about, we're talking yes. about the light body of, of a, it's supposedly the highest expression of human consciousness. And um, it creates like some, a type of a bubble outside of time where you can move in and out of dimensions and through time, um, irregardless of the physical surroundings but a lot of people think that those Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items like <gasps> Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that chicken, Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam, Whew. pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away... 
Move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Are UFO shaped. That they're maybe shorter from top to bottom, but much wider left to right. And that some of the craft that we see... Um, I'm sure you and your your viewers know that some of the craft have been have been thought to be interdimensional craft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that they they could actually be ascended masters activating their merkaba, floating around, helping humanity in whatever way they can. Or there's light and dark, right? And each mm-hmm. side is a reflection of the other. The dark masters have their own ascended masters. So um, this hmm. is the kind of situation that we're in. So, uh, yeah, the Star Wars, I guess, nailed it, right? There's the, the Jedi and then there's the Sith. Holy and uh, just if you saw Rise of Skywalker, that last one, um, the one rises and the other one rises to meet it. It's just, uh, it's just the way it goes. It's the balance of the universe. It's, it's, um, some say there's no growth on the light without the dark to prod it along, to, to remind the physical beings in our density of the things that we need to do. So, you know, I'm sure in your own way, you've seen how easy it is for human beings to be corrupted. Yes. Um, so, so without that constant reminder of the dark side, man, I bet we'd all just be a bunch of lazy couch potatoes. Maybe we wouldn't even have invented the couch, you know, <laughs> we'd be so lazy, right? So I'm not trying to justify the dark at all, but I'm just from a philosophical viewpoint, it seems to be, um, that seems to be it, you know? So, yes, UFOs are associated with the inner Earth. Um, I mean, if you go up to Mount Shasta, you will see a UFO sighting if you keep looking up. Or if you're, as my my theory would contend, everyone that sees a UFO is meant to see a UFO because it's part of the awakening of human consciousness. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that theory. So here's where I, because I've never really, I've never seen a UFO, right? But I think it's because I don't need to see one. Well, that, I mean, that might be true. I'll stay open to that. Yeah. But aren't you curious? I am. I've tried. Believe (laughs) me, I have tried. I've seen lights, but I don't know. I don't know if it was anything, but have I seen something that I can say like, yeah, that's a UFO and it couldn't just be a plane or something? No, I have not. I would like to see one, but I've tried. I went, been into the desert. I've been out on the ocean. I've tried. I've stood outside a heck of a lot. <laughs> that almost sounds like a 70s song you were just uh, writing right there. <laughs> um, been through the desert on a horse with no name. Anyway, so. Um, really? With no horse. You know, if you if you, uh, if you go out into the country and look up and just lay down or get in a recliner chair, you will eventually, your eye will be caught by some kind of movement. Um, it's inevitable. There's so much activity going on that you're bound to see something. So, I, well, I can't guarantee that you would see something every night. I've been out some nights and not seen anything, but very often my eye is caught by some kind of movement. Now, sometimes that's a satellite Mm -hmm. satellite travel at a a constant speed. And they're usually the same, uh, luminescence, Mm -hmm. you know, the same uh, kind of volume of brightness. 
Um, they don't change directions. They don't disappear and reappear. Um, you know, so when you see them disappear and reappear, when you see the speed change, when you see them curve or churn, um, that's not a satellite. And more than likely, now that doesn't mean it's an alien UFO either, because our government has a lot of stuff at this stage as well. But it's definitely what you would consider to be a UFO, because our government keeps a lot of secrets from us. And those two, uh, we know about the TR-3B, but I'll bet yes. you we have a whole bunch of other kind of craft. Oh, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, go camping with your with your best buds and uh, do what you do while you're camping. But at night, you you just look up at the stars. And I'm, I'm pretty certain that if you were there for three nights, you'd see something in those three nights. You know, so they're there. I guess I'll and try uh, again, man. I just, I've tried. Send out the vibe. Send out the love vibes because you don't want to see any of the dark little buggers. Oh no, no, uh, definitely. I don't want to be calling in like some evil, oh, no, some evil um, entity or flying entity, which would be worse. <laughs> it it would be worse. Yeah. I can tell you some story. Yeah, for sure. So so yeah, so they're there. If you go to Mount Shasta, I think your odds increase. And uh, I know. That I'm not an official speaker yet for Rob Potter's summer conference this July 7th through 9th, but I was just bumped up from fourth alternate speaker to third alternate speaker. Oh, nice. So, so I texted him and I said, yeah, things are looking up. So I got a couple months left for three other people to drop out, and then I'm going to be on the bill. Awesome. But if you are if you are able to go, um, you know, Rob Potter and other contactees do sky watches where they literally call in the ships – and um, they, you know, perform to a certain degree for the people. Um, all part of the public relations campaign because a big facet of the strategy phase of a public relations campaign is to hold special events. And so when you have a set time of the year where, where, where contactees organize a bunch of people for viewing of UFOs and the UFOs show up and perform, I think that qualifies as a special event. And, um, you know, and then the people there are, are starting to wake up to the reality that this is that the UFOs are not just written in books or on TV shows or in Hollywood movies. These things are real. And finding out what they are is is not just central to the situation we find ourselves in with politics and multiple ongoing wars, um, pollution um, just general squalor in the cities, racism, all this stuff is all revolves around UFOs. We can get into that if you want. Yes. But it's also central. Yeah, it's also central to who we are as human beings. So if we can answer, it's my contention at least, that if we can answer these questions about who and what are UFOs, where are they from, why are they here, who are the occupants, um, what are the different races and species that are coming here and why, that's going to open up vast caverns of revelations for us as who we are, why we're here on this earth at this time, why our society is the way it is and where we're headed. So UFOs seem to be again, a portal to all these other subjects, including our own spiritual growth. So, Yeah, no, it seems, it seems like it. Cause it seems like, you know, once you start to, people start to look into these things, uh, UFOs, and then they want to know more and then they kind of go, end up either realizing or not that they've got that there is more to the world and then they kind of go on this like spiritual journey so it's it's interesting i guess i also never thought about it 
as being kind of central to finding out more about who we are and where we actually come from. Because I guess I had this whole thought that we were, you know, aliens, they're either from space or some other dimension. But I, I guess the whole thought that uh, it could be another evolved civilization that's here, I guess that that one I didn't think of too much. Let's see here. Okay. Yeah, so we're back. I'm back. There you are. Oh, my gosh. Welcome back. Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm like an interdimensional. I can I can be <laughs> in this reality for a little while, but not all the time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just uh, switched cameras. Thought I'd just no. try that. Oh, I have is a that what it looks great? Camera. Super clear? Okay, good. Right. So, yeah, thank you again for the patience. Yeah, no problem. We're always into the, you know, yeah. we're always having a little bit of technical difficulties, but it looks like we are back now. So. Yes. We had so much we want to talk about, but I'm like, where were we going? I lost where we were going. Well, we were talking about UFOs and the importance of UFOs and our yes. UFOs from the inner earth. Azuki, we were kind of riffing off of Azuki's question. Um, did, was it? You, I think you said someone else had a question that was uh, in the chat room or something. Oh, there. yeah. Azuki had another question. It was going back to um, talking about... Um, do, 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 oh, this was way earlier. Let's see. Do, 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 do. The graphs. When you were talking about the graphs earlier with the different inner earth stories, she wanted to know if oh. you had images of those. No, not yet. That and those I'm saving those for the book, so I don't want to let those out before the book. Yeah, you, you gotta get the book, Izuki, and it's not out yet. We gotta wait. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for asking though, Izuki. Ayuki or Zuki. I'm sorry Izuki. if I mispronounced your name. Um you know, but yeah, so you know, I can't reveal everything in the book. I wanna hopefully have people buy at least a couple copies, you know. I get it. I get it. We gotta wait. But it would be right. interesting to see all that and see how it all lines up. Um, in, in time. Hopefully hopefully you'll have me back on yeah, well, at can, some point and we won't have technical time. difficulties. It and um, smoothly. Perfectly smoothly. I can actually be more professional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got Drew Banky in the house from the Eagle's Nest. Hey, Drew Banky. Oh, no. What up, Drew? Oh, I thought you froze for a second. I was like, oh, no. No. So, you know, one thing, I, we have five minutes before the break. I don't know if we should get too deep into this, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, like, the like what's going on with disclosure? How do you feel about what's going on and what's been going on the past few years and this movement towards, like, transparency and things like that with the government? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I read that, I followed the link that you sent me in the New York Times article. And um, what's up, Drew? And, uh, you know, Leslie Keen is one of the two authors. I met Leslie Keen back in 2010 at the Bay Area UFO Expo. Um, you know, back then I was a little more rough around the edges, had real big, long hair, smoked a lot of pot. And, I think I um, saw a picture of you when, back then. You had a huge, like, beard. Too? There was a time. Yeah, not when I met Leslie Keen, but okay. but back in that time, there's pictures on Facebook where I have just a giant mammoth beard. Um, I could get lost in my own beard. It was that big. Um, and, um, you know, she kind of looked down her nose at me a little bit, kind of snickering. Yeah. And, I, you know, I didn't really know how to take that. That's But part of my own spiritual growth was to not worry about what other people were thinking of me and just focus on myself and my own development. And so now at this stage... You know, I'm looking at Leslie Keen being part of that article. And, um, 
and I'm thinking, oh, it's for the New York Times. Oh, well, the New York Times, which has a disinformation bureau or, or department now, which is going to judge what disinformation is or isn't before it publishes it. And you find this a lot with leftist organizations and media. YouTube is now censoring people. Um, that was the whole big thing with Twitter and Donald Trump. Um, you know, if you have to censor something, that that's your issues. And so when a newspaper starts censoring stuff, that's a huge red flag for me. So the fact that a credible ufologist, supposedly credible ufologist like Leslie Keen, would write that article um, is a huge red flag for me personally. So um, I'm sure she's getting paid well, though. So I hope she's able to pay all her bills and all that. But for me, that article uh, is is typical of your soft disclosure where uh, they're not they're not going to give us the real goods like we'd find out maybe on shows like this um, or, or Coast to Coast AM or, or any of the, you know, Sean David Morton's old UPN show, Strange Universe, say, for example, used to used to get right to it. And um, because because there's still agendas that really control this, the. Uh, um, can you hear the chickens in the background? I do. <laughs> so I've got goats to my to my front left, chickens in the back, and there's cattle out there. So anyway, so I apologize for that intrusion, but it's cool. But the whole the whole idea that they're not just going to come out and tell us is because they're going to make the excuse, well, it's going to blow people's minds. Well, okay, on on one hand, I can understand that, but on the other hand, I think they're selling out humanity, at least in the United States, because other cultures around the world are much more open to the idea of UFOs. Mexico, for example, they talk about this stuff all the time and they frequently make connections back to their own history, like with the Mayas or the Aztecs or any number of other indigenous tribes. Um, soft disclosure really is a way to uh, shield the uh, powers that be to learn or devise a new strategy to maintain power as this information comes forward so so the the main spiritual situation i think humanity is in is that because we've lost knowledge of ourselves and our true history we've become in a place that's uh, like we're a, a lone ship on an ocean we don't have any roots we don't know where which direction we're going um and that makes us uh, less confident in our actions that we take it makes us less confident in who we are and what our true power is and so that situation is by design. And so the powers that be that want us that way are the ones that are in control of the UFO information in general. And they're the ones who are letting it out slow with the excuse, well, we don't want to blow people's minds. Supposedly the Brookings Institution released a report that said that it would totally disrupt religion and economies around the world. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items like... Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that chicken, Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only single item at regular price. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. 
or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. World, it would be total chaos. I disagree. I think it's the exact opposite. I think it would solve a lot of our problems if we had high technology, if we knew that we weren't alone in the universe. Um, I'm a Christian myself. I'm definitely a man of Jesus. And I'm often asked the question, well, does that mean, what does that mean for Jesus? Well, and I think, well, you know, uh, Jesus being a representation representative of God on earth in my, in my view, uh, God created all this stuff. So why is that going to disrupt God? God created the aliens. God created the universe. God created the planets. And, you know, it says in the Bible that the Lord's, the Lord's house has uh, many rooms or there's many mansions in God's creation. I forget the exact quote. So it doesn't really disrupt my belief. Um, and, you know, and to top that off, I've had many situations, uh, contact situations where I've called on the name of, of Jesus and I'm not messed with anymore. So, I mean, what does that tell you about aliens? So, so um, you know, I just did a lecture at the New Living Expo last Friday, San Mateo, California, and it was titled, Are Some Aliens Really Demons? Oh. And there's just, it's it's a topic that's little explored. Um, one of the guys whose work I bring in to support my thesis is Joe Jordan. He's the former Florida State MUFON director. And he did a very ingenious experiment uh, involving UFO and alien abductees. And so he started to realize after a few people came forward and said, in the middle of their abduction, they would shout out the name of Jesus uh, or sing a hymn, or rec- or recite scripture, and their and their abduction would stop instantly. So he began to play with this a little bit and start to tell contactees, "Hey, try this, and see if it works." And so now he's got uh, around three hundred testimonies of people that that are were willing to put their names in public, saying that their alien abductions were stopped cold by shouting out the name of Jesus. So. As far as I know, that's the only experiment of its kind. Uh, Joe Jordan said they've experimented with the words like God or Buddha or Krishna or Archangel Michael. And while there may be some intermittent success with those words, uh, it, nothing is is uh, certainly repeatable. So the only repeatable uh, experiment is with the word Jesus or hymns, biblical hymns or scriptures. So... What does that tell you about at least some aliens? So, so again, we're, we're in a spiritual crisis as human beings, and it's all because we've lost knowledge of who we are. That's, that's how it is we're being taken advantage of right now. So whether you want to call it the, like the Masons do, the great work of ages, you might read about that in the David Icke books or Michael Tessarian maybe, um, Jordan Maxwell might mention that. Or whether you're on the fundamentalist Christian side and you call it Lucifer's invasion of God's creation. Uh, Jordan Maxwell calls it the magic of society where the ma- society itself, the act of consumerism and daily life is actually factored into this giant ritual that's designed to manifest the outcome of the total subjugation of the human race. So it doesn't matter what you call it. It's all the same thing. Um, there's been a... a 
a scheme in works for thousands of years. Some say tens of thousands. Uh, some say hundreds of thousands of years, maybe millions of years. You know, like the Mayans think that we're millions of years old and that our bodies have been fully evolved for millions of years. We're just in an asleep state right now. But we're, we're the victims of this scheme to take us over, to overthrow us. Um, my friend William Henderson Everyone, who uh, I'm here today in the country, Butte Valley, California, to, to uh, participate in his celebration of life, he calls it tiptoe tyranny where mm. the, the movements forward are so tiny that they're imperceptible except to those that are really paying attention and really awake. So that over time, we're just um, – the, the, the great metaphor, Jess, is there's a pig out in the wilderness, a boar, and you put food out for them. And then so they start to see the food and they come. And so every day you keep putting food out and then it gets conditioned to come eat the food. Well, wallets at some point in the future – it's arbitrary where you think that would be, what time, a week, a month, a year. At some point, you can start building a fence around the pig, and the pig won't even know it. It just eats – all it knows is it's eating the food, right? 100%. So we – in this metaphor, we, human race, we're the pigs, and we're so easily fooled, and we're, we're such really pathetic creatures of comfort – that we will sell out our, our values and, and spirituality for, for convenience and comfort and, uh, or wealth, uh, fame, ego stroking. All this stuff are, are tactics used by the dark forces, we'll just call them, mm-hmm. um, in order to lull us to sleep while they do their little tiptoe tyranny thing. So, you know, COVID is just the next uh, phase in that takeover with the vaccines and all that. Um, but all this, again, revolves around UFOs or different alien species that have infiltrated our government and other institutions around the world and are, are participating or steering our society in what I call the counter public relations campaign oh. to block humanity from going to ascension. So if the good guys are trying to push us to ascension, the bad guys are trying to block that so they could harvest our energy like cattle. Like pigs, they want to be able to feed off of us, uh, utilize our Earth's resources, and kill off as many people as they can to make their job easier. And then the ones remaining will be automaton slaves. So that's that's, as negative as that sounds. I think that's a situation we're in, and I don't I don't think it does anyone any good to ignore that. We need to face it, face it, and and stand up because because we got the power. We just don't know it yet. No, collectively. One hundred percent, and I hate. I didn't want to break break that up because that was such a good talk right there. Good, good point you were making. But we have to go to a commercial break real quick, okay. so we will be right back. More with Brett Luter. He's dropping knowledge bombs on us, and you are listening to Escape the Simulation live on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. All right, we are on commercial number two.
Listen. As we explore the mysteries of the universe, the unknown, high strangeness, consciousness, and our human potential, Lighting the Void is an eclectic program that strives to ignite the late night with stimulating conversations. Join us on The Fringe FM. It's the month of Imbolc, resurrection, cleansing, and fertility, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM, bringing you the latest in fringe news from around the world and in every dimension. I'm Jess Rogie. Scientists have detected the biggest earthquake on another planet. So does that make it a Mars quake? According to a statement from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, the quake reached a magnitude of 5.0 on the Richter scale. How do they know? Well, back in 2018, NASA's InSight was equipped with a component that could measure seismic activity. The principal investigator at NASA's JPL said the quake is sure to provide a view into the planet like no other. Scientists will be analyzing this data to learn new things about Mars for years to come. In psilocybin news, an Israeli biopharmaceutical company, Magical Mental Care, will unveil a new nanotechnology that'll, that delivers psilocybin through a nasal spray for the treatment and prevention of post-traumatic stress disorder. This delivery system will go up your nose and straight into your brain using organic nanoparticles that encapsulates molecules of psychedelic substances. This delivery system can also be used to deliver ketamine, mescaline, MDMA, and other psychedelics. The professor who created the technology said, An increasing number of studies point to the advantages of using psychedelic drugs for the treatment of psychiatric disorders such as PTSD, depression, anxiety, OCD, and even addiction with low doses. He continued, Due to their powerful effect on the human brain, it is imperative to be able to deliver these drugs in a safe manner with precise doses. How could I not talk about Elon Musk again? So I know eventually it's going to get old, but in a recent interview with Financial Times, Elon Musk said, I think there will be some very strong companies coming out of China, and they won't just be burning the midnight oil, he added. He said they will be burning the 3 a.m. oil, and they won't leave the factory type of thing, whereas in America, people are trying to avoid going to work at all. What do you think? Do you think Americans are trying to avoid work? A stolen Nostradamus manuscript has been returned. The manuscript dates back about 500 years and was believed to be stolen from Rome back in 2007. The missing book turned up at an auction house in Germany with a starting bid of $12,500, and now the manuscript has been returned. According to The Guardian, Italy's cultural heritage protection team was established back in 1969 and has retrieved more than 3 million stolen artifacts. Since December of 2021, the U.S. has returned about 200 antiquities. So let's hope that all stolen artifacts are returned to their rightful place. This has been the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM, bringing you the latest in Fringe news. I'm Jess Rogie. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report. And you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, Fringe FM. The truth is out there, and so are we.
ladies and gentlemen, live on KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. You're listening to Escape the Simulation. I'm your host, Jess Rogie, and joining me is Brett Luter, live with chickens and all. <laughs> Can we hear him? Triangle is bothering you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ready? Uh, yep, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Just... <laughs> I know. I was you... just talking to my wonderful host here, Rick, Dr. Rick Pruitt, uh, oh, one Dr. of William Rick? Henderson's uh, many, many friends. And um, it, this crowd I'm in is unbelievable, all holistic health stuff. Everybody's awake, at least uh, more so than the mainstream public, and aware of the kind of stuff that we're talking about today. And it's. Uh, it's my tribe of people, man. So I'm I'm really grateful to be here. You're no, it's it sounds like a nice place to be. And I know we discussed a little bit before the show that we, you did want to speak a little bit about your friend William Henderson and who he who he was and and your relationship right. with him. And you are at his celebration of life today. That's right. It starts right when we're done here around seven. Oh wow! Um, this is my book here, "Song in Your Heart: Story of the Search for the Lost Note." This is William right here, William Henderson Everyone. He is the uh, grandnephew of Jack Pappy Henderson. He's Jack Pappy Henderson, for those UFO buffs, probably know this, but he's the pilot that flew the wreckage from the Roswell crash to Wright-Patterson Air Base, where they had the legendary Hangar, Hangar 18 uh, of, the, of the famous movie from the 80s, <clears throat> early 80s. And so William was 12 years old. When Uncle Jack, after flying the wreckage to Wright-Patterson, where the where no doubt the government and the military has that wreckage stored still to this day, um, Jack Pappy came home and said he saw live bodies. So as I'm learning about UFOs and getting into the subject, you know, the first thing I saw is Roswell. It was one of the most known cases out there. But in order to get on that cunning edge, it was going to take volumes of books and videos. This was before YouTube was out to catch up to the cutting edge, to, to even be able to make a cogent comment about what was really going on. Cause you could just read a couple books about it and still not really understand what's going on. Um, and then, so I didn't, I purposely didn't go to the Roswell thing. I was studying. Other- Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like <gasps> Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that chicken, Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Other stuff that were a little, that was a little more easier to learn about. And, um, you know, where I could read a few books and catch up to the front of a different case or, or something like that. And so here this guy drops in my lap in Chico, California, 
and and the knowledge that he added to my own work. Um, this was my first book, Song in Your Heart, The Story of the Search for the Lost Note. And it's about the role of the roots reggae rastas, like I explained at the beginning of the show, in terms of a global struggle for the control of human consciousness. And, uh, you know, what does reggae music and, and UFOs have in common? Consciousness and consciousness manipulation. So, but William was really pivotal um, in that area. He was also a graphic design artist and, and a, a unique UFO and paranormal artist in his own right. So he helped, he helped do this map. I don't know if you can see that here. Can you yes. see that there? Yes. It's called the Jamaican Hub Map. And so what I did was, since I was talking about the Rastas and Jamaica and reggae music, I decided to to uh, explore why uh, John Ro- or, uh, David Rockefeller would consider Jamaica the dope and free enterprise model for the rest of the world. In other words, in other words, the elites were experimenting on Jamaica with money and drugs in terms of uh, population control Interesting. and they were, and that was like a microcosm of the whole world. So I decided to make this hub map where I put Jamaica in the center of a big circle and I started to chronicle the ancient ruins and different anomalies that were within that circle. And it turns out Jamaica is at the epicenter of a lot of intrigue, um, including the Mayan civilization or the Mississippian civilization in the Southern part of the United States that was maybe contemporary with the mound builders of Ohio. Um, you've got uh, Bermuda Triangle um, and just a slew of UFO activity. Um, so, you know, some people say uh, the Caribbean are ruins of from Atlantis. I've heard that. So yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that, that these energy places have, these pieces of geography have energy centers that would endure cataclysms or rise and fall civilizations. And it would appear to me that Jamaica is one of those epicenters because of the sheer volume of music that comes out of Jamaica. It rivals or maybe surpasses LA and New York combined. Um, They're putting out the music, you know, with this positive vibration, all in an effort to change consciousness on earth. So, so as I was developing these theories for song in your heart, William was right there with me every step of the way and on board and when I came up with my theory of the lost note, which would be the note H as, as it appears on the book, there's the H right there coming mm-hmm. out of the heart. Um, I, William said, oh, my God, that's the infinity symbol. And so one of William's big kicks was that after studying all the stuff that I study now, before I ever started studying it, he realized that there was really only one battle left for humanity. And that was the battle against death. Mm. And so that led to him uh, founding the uh, uh, Foundation for Infinite Survival back in the 70s. That led to the the short-lived but I think very important immortalist political party. And, and um, boy, I think he just really hit the nail on the head because whether you're of the light or of the dark, all we're really doing is trying to survive. That's the key issue. Death uh, if you read the ancient text, was not as common, at least natural death, uh, as it is today. I mean, we only live to, what, 75, 80 years old on average? And um, in ancient texts of a wide variety of kinds, the Bible, the East Indian text, Chinese text, people were living to be hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of years old. So something has definitely changed on Earth. And, um, you know, long story short, William has been pivotal 
in my understanding of things. He provided a perspective that was very gentle and love-based that I think that maybe I was lacking at the time coming up, even though I don't think I was like anti-love or something. I just, uh, being, you know, a, a jock and brought up in society to men kind of put their feelings aside to a certain degree. Um, he, he kind of showed me, no, what you really need to do to be a man really is to, is to embrace your feelings, figure out who you are, and then love your family and friends and community and earth as to the best of your ability. That's really, so no matter what conspiracy you think is going on, if, if every individual does that handles their own emotional stuff, jettisons their baggage, um, uh, and, and embraces who they are and learn how to love. Like, uh, like I learned how to do pushups when I was a kid, I could only do 10 pushups at first. And then over time I could do 50 pushups. Well, love is really, I see it the same way. When you practice loving, maybe you're not as good at it at first, but if you keep doing it, you're going to build up that. I don't want this to sound the wrong way. The, the love muscle, <laughs> but, but, you, you learn how to love and project love in greater and greater capacity. So for, for those reasons, I will always take William with me wherever I go. I, I love him dearly. He was a mentor, a teacher, a brother, and, and a really great friend. So, so God bless you, William, wherever you are, brother, up there. If you're listening, I love you, brother. And we'll see you again sometime soon. So thank you for letting me say that, Jess. Yeah, of course, of course. And thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad we were able to, you know, talk about him and and honor him today. And today is his his celebration of life, too. So he's listening. Right. You know, he's listening. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, and I think that, that was really short, too. There's a whole bunch of other stuff I could say, but but that's good for now. That that was beautiful. I'm I'm glad you shared that. And I, I'm, I like the message because, you know, I thought it, it is something that, you know, people can get so caught up in all the conspiracies and the UFOs and this and that. And they don't, they might lose focus of, you know, their day-to-day life and being with their loved ones and sharing love too. So I think it's a good, good to bring that up. Cause I find myself getting stuck and like sitting here and working on stuff and just like searching for truth. But then I'm go, no, you gotta take some time for life too. Gotta live baby. That's right. 100%, 100%. You know, you've hit on so many things. I'm like, I wanted to talk about, but the whole spiritual war thing or the fact that there is kind of this battle of good and evil and it's something I kind of keep seeing come up. So I guess it's real. I guess it's real. It's, for me, it's like, oh, I've been on this whole thing. Like, is there a good and evil? Is there a battle for souls? There possibly is. Yeah, I mean, I'm all the way in that camp at this stage. Yeah, that's the that's the key thing. It's the souls. Uh, the souls are the sparks of God that have come down here for some say for experience. Some say we're on a prison planet. Um, we're paying our penance, so to speak. Um, I tend to think that we're down here by contract because um, when you look at the phrasing, we're bound in the flesh. When you're bound by something, that's usually a contract of some kind or an enclosure. And um, it, it would seem to me, that uh, we're enclosed in this physical body, but our spirit is a spirit and mm-hmm. it can, you know, theoretically be everywhere at once, at least from our human perspective. Um, and, but I like the idea of that we're here in a contract because that implies that there's terms of the contract 
And then if you start to imagine what those terms are, uh, one would be to love as best you can. One would be to uh, work on yourself. But then there's also other things, uh, being in service to humanity on various levels. So in my own particular case, I think and, and believe very strongly that I, one of my terms is I came here to be a journalist so that I could explore those very things. And I also think I became a ufologist because being a ufologist puts you on that fast track towards spirituality. So, so whether you think aliens are good or bad or angels or demons um, or just lower astral negative entities, it doesn't matter because knowing about that puts you on the spiritual path. And so being a ufologist and studying different cultures, every culture has their own spiritual tradition. So, so I mean, I've studied Native American traditions of all kinds. I've studied Ascended Master traditions, Tibetan traditions, Buddhist traditions, East Indian stuff, um, uh, Christianity. Uh, and then you can, when you get deep into the studies, you find out that the Pleiadians have their own spiritual stuff to offer Earth. The Venusians have their own stuff. There's a there's a, a tradition called Ekankar, and I forget what species that's from, but that's off-world spirituality coming to Earth. Um, maybe there's some Urantia book uh, students out there. Urantia book is supposedly channeled from off-world beings. So so you've got a wide variety, a waspe, um, you've got a wide variety of spiritual traditions on Earth, and UFOs, I think that's why God made me UFO and a journalist, ufologist and a journalist, it's because it put me in touch with all these different things um, in a real short time so that I could see the general patterns of those things and, and incorporate that into myself so I could have my own growth, so I could get myself on a certain level to be, to be able to even handle higher knowledge. Because I can speaking for myself, I was at a stage uh, earlier where – where you'd hit me with some of this lovey-dovey stuff and I would just blow it off. Mm -hmm. Right. But now after studying for 15, 20 years, now I see it and I can handle it more as it comes in. So knowing that how far I've come from that small uh, stage to where I am now, I would consider myself an intermediate stage. I'm seeing all this other room for me to grow ahead of me. And so maybe intermediates, premature maybe i'm just at advanced adolescent stage and that the universe is so vast and there's so many levels to perceive and in ways in which you can grow in the physical body that um whether i'm an adolescent or not really is irrelevant i'm on the path now and once somebody gets on the path it's not a race it's not a competition you just stay on the path learn the lessons that god or the universe is handing you and you just that's it's a lifestyle and um, again, back to the situation on earth, the more people that can do this, that can find their way out of the trap uh, that we've been, that has been made for us, you know, because of our weaknesses uh, being taken advantage of, the more we can see that and work our way out of that, jettison our, our negative energy, raise our vibration, we'll be able to end this situation on earth without World War Three without being taken over, without too many people having to die. I know people are dying every day. Ukraine's another bad thing. The homeless situation's terrible. Mm -hmm. um, drug abuse, um, you know, political uh, uh, confrontations and 
you know, it's just, it's just literally it's squalor on earth on a place that literally could be heaven, but people have to handle their own business in such a number that it tips the scales towards, towards uh, the good side. Let's just say. I, so, I agree with that a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You can't change anything unless you change here and what's in here and fix what's around you. And then right. everything goes from there. It's um, so, so Jeff, um, yes. do you mind if I have doc Pruitt share just something a little bit please, about please. William and, yeah, no, and, of and, course. and what I just said, okay, come on over here, doc. Come doc, on over doc. doc. This yeah. is Dr. Rick Pruitt. I'm going to let him sit in my chair for just a minute. Or is he going to come over my shoulder? I'll just go over your shoulder. Okay, okay. So this just happens to tie in with one of my last conversations with William within the last month before he died. And he was a big one for the Assetti Ranch, where there's a lot of UFOs come in. and uh, Southern Washington, right? Yeah, in Southern Washington. So he sent me this video, and he really wanted me to watch it. And it was an interview with a guy from the Catholic Church um, with the uh, owner up there. And through the, the conversation, he wanted me to listen to it, and I did. But the most important thing was at the very end where uh, the guy had a conversation with the Palladians, which he was in contact with. So and they were talking about who is God and Jesus. And so he asked the Palladians, what is the one source of all creation of the universe? And he says, well, in your language, the closest that I can come to phonetically is Yahweh. Okay. Which I thought was interesting because if you spell Yahweh with a W, but in German, the W is pronounced with a V. Double V, double like V. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. If you say the two words together, Yahweh or Yahweh, Yahweh resonates better with my spirit. Yeah. Very interesting. So I thought I'd just share that kind of ties in with what you guys were talking about. Well, you know, and, yeah. And so there's another connection between earth spirituality and an ET source. You know, as above, so below. We, we're getting all this stuff from above and, you know, uh, very possibly from below, from the hollow earth as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. I thought that kind of tied in with that. Yeah, that does. No, it does. Everybody in the chat's like, that's amazing. Yeah. This is this is my host right here, Dr. Rick Pruitt, who is a really great friend of Williams as well. Nice to meet you, so, Dr. Rick. It was his, he was his dentist too, his holistic dentist. So oh, wow. hopefully I don't have to do that in the future. But um, I know, right? But that was pretty great. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, thank I'm you not so doing much. that right now. Oh, you're yeah, right not doing now, dentistry? Doing... Pardon? I see. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like <gasps> Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, Crispy Nugs, Crispy Nugs, Strawberry Lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, Nugs, Nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only, single item at regular price. You're not doing dentistry right now? Oh, so right now I've retired from dentistry, but I'm helping people solve the, the mystery of what is the real cause of their disease, which is either toxins or lack of nutrients. So I have a machine that makes all your heavy metals and your minerals to try to track down what are you deficient in or what you have excess. Oh, wow. So that's what I do. Very cool. Wow, that is amazing. I'm sure it helps a lot of people. That sounds... sounds well, if we're going to be immortal, we probably can't do it if our body's full of toxins. Yeah, toxins is a big deal. 
And that's no. a, I could talk all day just on toxins. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, how do we even avoid them? They're just all around us. They're in the, the flooring, even in the paint and in the food, you in know. The food, the water, the air. Well, here's the biggest thing is your body's natural detoxifier is your liver produces glutathione. Okay, and glutathione is your body's antioxidant, most powerful and detoxifier. So there are certain minerals that you need for your liver to produce glutathione. But I also just got introduced to a microstructured glutathione that you can take under your tongue. So oh, wow. I'm looking into that. Do you have a website? Yeah, drop your website. website. Tell us. It's www.drpruittdetox.com. So it's drpruittdetox.com. Detox.com. I just it typed a lot of work. in yeah. the chat there. <laughs> But anyone could reach him through yeah, that website. Through the website, yeah. through the yeah. website is uh, and we'll put, add yeah. that to the show notes for everybody too. He's a whole other interview. I know this is like a going. whole. Yeah, this is a whole another interview. We just got a little a little right. taste of it. So, but we right. are at our last break, ladies right. and gentlemen. We will be okay. right back with right. more with Brett Luter here live on escape the simulation i want to thank dr pruitt for hopping in and joining us real quick and we will be back with more this is jess rogie and you're listening to ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keeps this silly game we play, play. Now look at this. Madness the magnet keeps attracting me, me. I try to run, but see, I'm not that fast. I think the first, but surely finish last, last. Cause day and night, the lonely loner seems to Are we living in a simulation? Listen live each week as we expand our awareness and explore the multitude of mysteries in this world. Escape the simulation live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern with me, Jess Rogie, here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. paranormal experiences with ghosts, demons, shadow people, dogmen, Bigfoot, and more. Their stories need to be told, and they are being told. Dark Waters, the renowned storyteller, invites you to join at imdarkwaters.com. For just a few dollars a month, you can listen to some of the most hair-raising and compelling stories on the planet. You'll have access to real-life stories told by Dark Waters, thousands of hours of content. Their encounters are being told and told by the best at imdarkwaters.com. Listen to stories like The Rabbit Man, The Dog Man Encounter in Silas, Alabama, The Man with No Face, The Other Woman, A Day Ahead of the Devil, Dog Man Murder in Hurricane Ida, even a story of someone trying to kill a dogman. Louisiana water demon stories. Sign up today and become a member at imdarkwaters.com. That's imdarkwaters.com.
Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, host of Black Hoodie Alchemy, and you are listening to The Fringe FM. Musicians experience a lot of frustration with music marketing and promotion. They have no idea how to get their music heard, and they're spending hours sending emails, making phone calls, and hitting up their friends to promote them. With our industry-powered digital marketing platform, we can set up your media plan in minutes. Our team will automatically distribute your music across all the best channels, so you can focus on actually making the music. Submit your music today on our website at mymusicpromoter.com. That's mymusicpromoter.com. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Listen, as we explore the mysteries of the universe, the unknown, high strangeness, consciousness, and our human potential, Lighting the Void is an eclectic program that strives to ignite the late night with stimulating conversations. Join us on The Fringe FM. gentlemen we are back on ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm i am so sorry somebody was ripping up the couch during the commercial break <laughs> nice yeah. so good boy is, good, no, bad boy bad boy he's ripped almost <laughs> all the liner off the bottom of my couch in my office and he found the last little bit of it and he was ripping it off i was like what are you doing now you're gonna be on camera for a little bit now I'm going to let you go. But please, please. All right. You know, I was thinking, Brett, you know, before I used to be, I went from, what's interesting, I guess, about me, or maybe it's not, but I was, I went from being like super, like maybe back before 2012, I was super into like super woo, super metaphysical. And I went into this whole shift where I was like, okay, nuts and bolts. And now I'm kind of shifting back to, you know, the more spiritual side of things. So it's been really interesting to hear you speak because I feel like, like you said, if you had told me this last year or maybe the year before, I would have been like, ah, come on. You know what I mean? You're, you're on your path too, Jess. Yeah. You're, I'm you're, on a path. Where it is, and, and you are, it would appear that you're learning and growing and that's what you're supposed to be doing in my opinion. So kudos to you. Thank you, thank Keep you. It, it, made me real, it made me realize. I thought about it. I was like, whoa, whoa. How could that be? It's been a long journey. And, you know, I love to talk about journeys. <laughs> um, yeah, is it the end result? Is it the destination or is it the journey? You could argue that it's either one. So you enjoy the journey while you have it. And then when you get to the destination, you enjoy that too. So just enjoy wherever you are. That, that's what I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the journey and... Loki is enjoying getting into stuff, so I'm going to try my <laughs> best to hope that Loki just stop, please. 
right, we're good. You've got chicken and birds. I've got a Loki. Okay. Yep. All right. That's a good animal balance there. Yeah, he's got a. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He. I try to keep him out of the room during the show because if he gets up, he starts just getting into everything, and I can't. Okay. I can't catch him. You can hold him on your lap. I don't think that's a problem for anybody. Well, now he's eating some. Oh, he's eating a chew toy on the floor now. So we are good. Sorry, everybody. But if you if you guys don't know what Loki looks like, you guys can head over to Instagram and check out my uh, profile there, and you can see some pictures of Loki if you're listening on the Fringe FM. But you know, we've oh man, this has flown by, and we've got like less than twenty minutes left. What do you think? What do you think we should get into? We had so much. Well. You know, um, one of the things that's, I think, fundamental to this whole uh, issue is, uh, as I'm trying to move out of the sun's coming down here. Yeah, you got the sun kind of going down fast um, on you. (laughs) This whole idea of occult magic and how that plays into things. Um, In a a couple weeks, I'll be doing a tribute to one of my teachers, Jordan Maxwell. And uh, Jordan was like William. Uh, In his own way, Jordan was pivotal in my understanding of, of the world and, and uh, how it works. And his, uh, you know, at the time I was studying with Jordan, I had a Druid priestess teacher by the name of Serona Knight. And Serona Knight used to used to teach me, you know, about magic. That's what you do when you have a, a one-on-one teacher like that. And so when I was studying with Jordan, Jordan kept talking about how, how symbols, uh, ancient symbols uh, from thousands and thousands of years ago you can see today in corporate logos, for example, and and that somehow that all worked together to create this this control. And so I don't even know if if Jordan understood it the way that I wound up interpreting his work, but he definitely gets the credit. It's it's called the magic of society, where society itself is a magical ritual. And I, I had not seen this in any of his books or, or any of the other articles that he's been written about or videos that had been produced f- about him um, or from him. Um, but I did a trilogy of articles in UFO magazine between 2006 and 2007 where I kind of flushed this out of him. And and combining his information with the, the, the learnings I was getting from, from Serona Knight, and I had a, a couple different Native American teachers as well. And I wound up ending with uh, Sonia Kalkar, um, ascended master teacher who was uh, a student of Sunhawk, the Hopi. And so all these things kind of combined to to make it so that my interpretation of Jordan's work. And then, of course, he he agreed, acknowledged that and and um, was that society itself is a is a intricate and ingenious ritual where if. If in order to ma- if magic is is using you know I would later I would realize that magic is really the usage of three things intentions symbols and rituals that when a human consciousness uses those things or co- any other conscious alien conscious or uh, angelic or demonic consciousness uses the three tools you manifest your desired outcome so so that so that when a- secret societies let's say have certain symbols that they use to wield or build corporate America and corporate and corporate America's control over the masses with the intention of having that control. 
uh, say within the setting of the great work of ages that we spoke about earlier, uh, that's designed to control or take down the human race, Lucifer's invasion of God's creation. Any students of the Bible will know that's what Lucifer's goal is to do, is to show God that humanity could be corrupted and taken down. So whether you're talking about the great work of ages, Lucifer's invasion of God's creation, or Jordan Maxwell's magic of society, the, that ritual is designed to manifest the outcome of the total subjugation of humanity. And so when I when I looked at it that way, and, and that comes out in those three UFO magazine articles, um, it really it really helped to crystallize my own view of magic and my own version of Jordan's famous saying that magic controls the world. Um, if you if one only understood that statement alone, you'd be ahead of the game. Uh, and so so as we being creatures of comfort and are easily manipulated because we're asleep and don't know our own power and don't know who we are and where we're from and where we're going. These corporate symbols dominate us. And as we participate in consumerism, we're actually lending our own energy as if we agree with this magic of society and we're participating in the downfall of ourselves and we're willingly going along with it because we don't understand what's happening to us. How's that for an insipid plan? That's horrible. So if, if God gave us free will, okay, then in order for this ritual to work, we would have to willingly agree to it if it was going to manifest its desired outcome. So it can't happen. If we don't agree with it. So another fascinating point I learned, because I study law too, and law is really just a series of contracts. And that if the powers that be don't have our consent or your individual consent, then essentially the law does not apply to you. And that's basically how it works. So, so if, if a business contract revolves around let's say i offer you a contract jesse i want to work with you for mm-hmm. six months at 10 million dollars and okay. this is the this is all the terms of the contract that is what's known as an offer to contract you have four ways to respond to it you can agree with that contract you can argue with that contract you can stay silent or you can counter offer so if you if you argue or count or, or stay silent, that's in dishonor. And so if you've ever had a third-party debt collector come after you for a debt and you don't respond within 30 days, that's a contract offer. So if you don't respond in 30 days, they can take that to the court and get a judgment against you because you stayed silent, which means that contract can move forward. Okay? So it's the same thing in spirituality. A ritual is the same thing as a contract. And so another word for a, a, a magical ritual is a spell, okay? And another word for a spell is a binding. So this is where I made the connection. So contracts are binding on the people, right. and so are spells. Spells are binding on the people, okay? So, so all magic, or all law, excuse me, being con- a series of contracts is really occult magic because all occult magic is a series of bindings, or energetic offers 
that we have four ways to respond to. So, well, I mean, you have to first be aware that the spell was taking place. But it doesn't say the universe, the law of free will doesn't say how they have to tell us. They just have to tell us in some way. So in law, they'll tell us everything that they're going to do ahead of time. They'll just bury it in the middle of a law book that no one's going to look at in the first place. Or they'll bury it in any number of documents like I uncovered with my COVID article that will be out at the end of this month for Phenomena Magazine. They're literally telling us what they're going to do. But because as a whole, our society stays silent to that, that gives a green light for them to move forward around the law of free will. That's horrible. That's really horrible. So it's 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 um it's horrible but at the same time if you are a student of the art of war which i would recommend everyone out there to get a copy of the art of war and study it thoroughly you will see that what's happening today is really just a reflection of the art of war i'm going to buy it they are they're telling us what they're going to do to get around free will then they usurp all of our strengths which is meaning in my view that would mean they're cutting off all of our spiritual avenues and distorting and modifying spirituality of indigenous traditions of modern traditions that would all lead people to God or enlightenment or empowerment. And then they're attacking us at our weaknesses, our, our uh, innate want for comfort and leisure. And, and while those things can be good um, on certain levels, too much of anything is not good. So, but this is all the art of war. And so, so the magic of society really, it, it helped me to develop what I call looking at the world through my magical lens. And when I look at the world through my magical lens in terms of seeing things, in terms of in, intentions, symbols, and rituals, um, much deeper information came out for me. And I was able to to um, understand what Jordan was talking about. And literally, it took me a couple David Icke books, a Michael mm-hmm. Tessarian book, maybe some William Henry before I really could even approach Jordan and start to do these interviews that wound up being my trilogy for UFO magazine. I mean, it's deep stuff. And so when I, when I look at me as an example of a, of an average person in society, even though I thought I was pretty smart, I was really pretty stupid. And of course you can't just go tell your friends this because the egos will get all offended. And it's taken me 20 years just to learn how to do it gently and and um, and that makes this situation really tricky because when you're trying to help people and you're trying to wake them up, you can't just tell them directly because they'll choke on it. And so, you know, again, from the art of war, looking at this, it's really an ingenious setup. So the way that you win these kind of conflicts, according to the art of war, is that you're honest with yourself about the strengths and weaknesses of your opponent. And it's through that honesty that you're able to overcome and find the weakness of your opponent and and then win. So um, have you ever seen the movie Fearless by Jet Li? Yes. Where there's a, there's a scene where his future opponent comes to visit him at his home. And they sit down like gentlemen and have a cup of tea. And they begin this back and forth philosophical argument where each guy was trying to one up the next with their philosophical arguments. Well, Jet Li's future opponent based on that philosophical argument already realized that Jet Li was the superior fighter because of his philosophical view was better than his own. 
that's a powerful scene right there. And uh, again, Art of War, study the Bible. Um, I'm not trying to be preachy, but I just, I, when I realized that Lucifer's invasion of creation was the same thing as the great work of ages, when I've seen, uh, uh, recently I had a psychic reading online. I may post this on my Facebook wall and I asked the lady, is there a, a reptilian colony underneath paradise, California? Like David Wilcox says, well, after the, after, you know, in 2000, in 2018, after the campfire, David Wilcock came forward and said, there's this other whistleblower that came to me in 2006, many years before, and said, there's a reptilian colony underneath Paradise, California. And that's why Paradise burned down in the campfire, because the the government wanted to suppress the reptilians from coming forward and making themselves known. So I asked this psychic, is there a colony under there? Well, that drew in some big reptilian guy, right? And this guy's... This guy's making fun of me, and I'm asking if I can meet him, if I if they can show me an entrance. Can you give me a sign of your civilization? He's making fun of me and how there's this tiny little brain I have and how I'm just like this little chirping chihuahua at his ankles, and he'd just step on me and kill me if he saw me. And he's laughing. He thinks that's all funny, you know. And then long story short, I said, well, ask him if he knows Jesus. Ooh. And so, so while this whole time we're talking, the psychic lady's telling – telling me that this reptilian is trying to seduce her spiritually. Okay. And if you study reptilians, you know, they're very, they have a lot run a lot of sexual energy. And so, but when I said, ask him if he knows Jesus, she said he turned angry immediately and was putting on his full battle armor, like bring it. Oh my God, this is its war now. And so I'm thinking, okay, some aliens are really demons because otherwise, why wouldn't they, why would, why would they, they be reacting to Jesus's name? Why do they care? Then? So, so, so for me, again, I'm not getting preachy because I would invite everyone else to study their own things that where their heart takes them, because that's where I got where I'm at. It's just following my heart. I didn't like people that were being preachy, but as an honest researcher, I'm, I'm also going to say, this is where I end up. This is where I've ended up is, is the knowledge that, that Jesus is King, man. And, and you guys are all listeners out there. All welcome to go try that in your own way. And see what happens. So, you know, Joe Jordan backs that up with his studies about UFO abductees and stopping the alien UFO abductions with the name of Jesus and biblical things. So, I mean, Jesus is mentioned more times in the Quran than Muhammad. What's that tell you about Islam? So, and then when you look at the movement of Jews over into the, the category of Messianic Jews, um, it's phenomenal. So, I mean, across the board, you, you just do your own analysis. Don't listen to me. Um, Jesus is King from my point of view, at least. So no, did I, I mean, did I you, run out of time? <laughs> you almost ran out of time. We got a couple more minutes. You know, I, okay. we only have a few more minutes, but I can tell you guys, I have had an experience where these things came out at night at me and I am not Christian. I was raised Buddhist, but my first instinct when these black things came out of the night is I called to Jesus and I swear to God, these things pulled back and from that moment on, I was, I went through this whole thing where aliens must be demons because that happened to me. You know what I mean? So it's interesting and it worked for me. So I, I mean, so I agree with this. I mean, not, to try it if it happens, I guess. I don't know what else to tell people. Just try it. Don't listen to me. Just try yeah. it. So just try it. So yeah, it can't hurt to try it. It's free. 
and it may work. So it's worth trying in my it, opinion. It, it worked for me that time. So I, I support it. So where Brett can everybody find you? Um, I'm on the, the doorstep of having another website. I've had two website in the pa- websites in the past and they both got hacked. Oh, boo. Um, the last one I, um, with my former, uh, matrix of perception show host, Monique Lasson, she got to sub in for Sean David Morton. I think it was back in early 2018, maybe late 2017. And she had me on as a guest and like the next day that website got destroyed. So that was the last time money's kind of prevented me from, from doing that again. So I've just, and currently um, I'm just on Facebook. Um, but I did launch my own podcast called the Brett Luter show. It's right now. I'll, pub- I'll show all the episodes on Facebook, but I'm on BitChute right now under esoteric guide, but very soon I will have my website back up esoteric guide.us where I'm going to be just uh, uploading. I have hundreds of videos of interviews that I've done in the past. Uh, with a lot of pe- great UFO investigators that have since passed on. Um, I got a great interview with Clifford Mahuti, for example, oh, nice. that I haven't published yet. Oh, and he recently awesome. passed in the last few months. So he was a treasure to, to be able to interview. And so um, I'll be sharing some of my old writings, posting some of my old articles. And uh, But in the meantime, you could email me at uh, blu1212 at yahoo.com. That's B-E-E-L-U at yahoo.com or b-e-e-l-u-1212 excuse me at yahoo.com or you can hit me up on facebook brett.luter and i'm happy to answer questions i've got a few books and dvds forget your electric bill buy my stuff yeah there you go awesome well i want to thank (laughs) brett so much for joining us tonight and i hope you come back soon you know great conversation everybody in the chat room really enjoyed it and i enjoyed it as well um I want to thank everybody else who's joining us tonight and for listening and spending time with me and Brett tonight. Um, Thank you so much, everybody. And I want to remind everybody to check out the show sponsor, Aliens Built Earth. You can head over to aliensbuiltearth.com or follow them on Instagram at aliensbuiltearth. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Escape the Simulation. Thank you again, Brett. And thank you, everybody in the chat. Until next time, guys. Crush a bit, little bit, roll it up, take a hit, feeling it, feeling right, 2 a.m. summer night, I don't care, hand on the wheel, driving drunk, I'm doing my thing, rolling the mid beside him now, living my life, getting out dreams, people told me slow my road, I'm screaming out that I'ma do just what I want, looking ahead, no turning back, if I fall, if I die, no one lived it to the fullest, if if I die, no, I lived in missing bullets. I'm on the pursuit of happiness, and I know everything is shining on. No
sweats waking up to the sky tell me what you know about dreams dreams tell me what you know about night there is nothing you don't really care about the trials of tomorrow rather lay awake in the bed full of sorrow i'm on the pursuit of happiness and i know everything is shining on Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price.